Good evening, everyone. Welcome to your D1T and 5 for the evening of Thursday, July 29th, 2021. I'm Connor Newcomb, and let's get right into the biggest stories. ESPN President for Programming and Original Content, Burke Magnus, has responded to the Big 12 cease and desist letter. Magnus said, quote, Dear Bob, the accusations you have made are entirely without merit. Apart from a single vague allegation that ESPN has been actively engaged in discussions with at least one other unnamed conference, which ESPN disputes, your letter consists entirely of unsubstantiated speculation and legal conclusions. To be clear, ESPN has engaged in no wrongful conduct and thus, there is nothing to cease and desist. We trust this will put the matter to rest. Should the Big 12 pursue legal action against ESPN for breach of contract or tortuous interference, Sportico's Eben Noby Williams and Michael McCann posit, quote, ESPN would have a number of defenses at its disposal. First, ESPN would dispute that it has violated any terms of the contract or engaged in any other fraudulent acts. Second, ESPN is a news company and, as such, enjoys wide latitude under the First Amendment to engage in news reporting. The U.S. Supreme Court made this clear in New York Times v. U.S., a decision from 1971 when the court enunciated news companies have substantial discretion in reporting on news. Whether ESPN's contractual duties to the Big 12 as a business partner trump its First Amendment rights in news reporting would be a key issue in any legal battle. Big 12 ADs will meet tomorrow to discuss the league's next steps, per CBS's Dennis Dodd. Meanwhile, Baylor confirms that President Dr. Linda Livingston and AD Mac Rhodes met with Governor Greg Abbott on Tuesday to ensure the state understood the value of keeping as many programs at the Power 5 level as possible, according to Sikkim365.com's David Smoke, who adds, quote, The discussion also centered on the value to the state for the Big 12 to remain viable, and the bowl and NCAA events they host, and the economic value to Waco, Lubbock, Dallas-Fort Worth, and elsewhere. Texas is the only state in the country with five Power 5 programs. Meadowlark Media CEO and former ESPN boss John Skipper joins the Dan Levitard show and says basketball makes up about, quote, one-fifth of the financial considerations except in the ACC, where it might be closer to 65-35. Additionally, Skipper notes that Kansas would be a good fit for the ACC, geographic location aside, because of its men's basketball program and the additional distributor fees that come with adding a state not already in the conference footprint. Notre Dame, Skipper continues, needs to be careful not to prioritize independence to the point that they're left out if realignment, quote, musical chairs occurs. But he adds that the ACC needs to be careful not to give away the 15th and 16th spots in case Notre Dame becomes available. On academics, Skipper said, quote, it matters to some schools, doesn't matter to other schools. That is why the ACC didn't want to take West Virginia last time. Skipper thinks a North Carolina-based school would be, quote, very valuable to the SEC because it's the ninth largest state in the country population-wise. What does this look like in 10 years? Quote, super conferences and higher concentration at the top. Crakes Media Consulting's Patrick Crakes weighs in on the timing of Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC, tweeting, quote, Get everyone wants to speculate on OK and Texas joining SEC prior to 2025, but honestly buying out multiple entities along with trying to monetize the expanded SEC on the fly is not linear. ESPN can wait as there's other stuff to lock down and resolve prior to 2025. Waiting is an attractive option. The Athletics' Andy Staples and Nicole Auerbach explore the parallels between the SEC's potential endgame and the English Premier League, noting that SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey two summers ago highlighted a book he'd read on the history of the Premier League and its ascent to become the, quote, richest, most disruptive force in sports. 
They observe, quote, the book explains how a select group of English soccer teams broke away from a long-standing mom-and-pop-run grassroots-based league to form their own modern, television-funded collective. Any of this sound familiar? TV, they continue, is largely responsible for transforming both sports from regional attractions to multi-billion dollar businesses. While the SEC's ultimate ambitions remain unclear, sources inside the league insist there's no grand plan. There are those who believe the creation of a so-called Super League is the objective. As one non-SEC administrator puts it, quote, they want to be a seat of power, the only seat of power. This feels like a stop along the way. However, former Texas A&M president and Missouri Chancellor R. Bowen Lofton believes such machinations would be derailed by the other leagues, particularly the Big Ten. Quote, they like being the Big Ten. Delaney was a powerful guy. He would have had his own reaction to this. Jim Delaney, Auerbach, and Staples point out, served as, quote, foil to former SEC Commissioner Mike Silva, but with Delaney gone, Sankey is, quote, operating, quote, without such pushback. That's your D1T and 5 for the evening of Thursday, July 29th. I'm Connor Newcomb, reminding you to join us back here tomorrow morning.